live. Live from the Toad Hop Network studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Hello, Geekscapists. Welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode here at the Toad Hop Studios, the Toad Hop Studios. How do you like that, Johnny? The Toad Hop Studios. Uh-huh. The Toad Studios. Um, we're about a month and a half into our relationship here. I think it's working out well. Hopefully, you Geekscapists have been checking out the other content we've got here on Toad Hop. Um, maybe you guys would like the movie guys after us if you stick around after Geekscape, or uh, maybe the, sh- the schmoes know and all 18 guys that do that show. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys been watching that? The the, the schmoes know. You'll, like. uh, you'll keep keep looking on Toad Hop. You'll find something you like. Um, yeah, there's like 19 guys on that show at once. It's like a ga- it's like a gaggle of male yentas like <laughs> hanging out. Like a fr- I mean, I was walking. We have as you can see behind me, everything is windowed, and uh, and and I was I was hanging out after the show one week, and I'm looking at. I'm talking to Johnny and I'm getting things ready for the next week, and and I look up and I, and I think there's a fucking gangbang <laughs> going on, going on in the Toad Hop Studios. So I was like, Jesus, uh, how many damn guys can you fit in the studio? Sausage Thursdays. It's like yeah, Sausage Thursdays. The the schmoes no, the schmoes no sausage party. Sausage, you know, sausage no. I like the I like the schmoes no, but I I don't think I will ever uh, be on that show. I, I just don't. I, I don't think I could fit. I mean, I'm a thin guy, but where the hell would I stand? You'd have to strap me to the ceiling. They have, a big, they have a big crew. Yeah. It's just a, a, it's a bunch, what do they do? Like, what do those guys do? The exact same thing you're doing with two people. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> like, oh, thanks for the opinion, guy. We now got a guy number 17. He gives the same opinion. I mean, the guy, I like those guys. I like the, the the main two. I mean, Mark Ellis is a friend of mine. I think he's good. It's yeah. good that, that he's now on 19 other Toad Hop shows. <laughs> I look up, I look up and he's on Facebook being like, hey, catch me on this show. And I'm like, Jesus, just change to the Mark Ellis network. I was not giving, giving him a job at Toad Hop. We should get Mark Ellis to be my co-host. <laughs> He's on every show on the Toad Hop Network. Um, guys, thank you for being on Geekscape and uh, checking us out. You can All this stuff I'm going to talk about is up on geekscape.net for the most part. I um, wanted to respond to the positive flood of uh, feedback from last week's episode of my wife, Laura. Um, on, on Twitter, I had this guy, Los Ojos del Muerte. You guys know him from the forums, longtime Geekscapist. Um, he goes, Laura, there are some things I hate about you and your obsession with... I mean, he quoted Laura... As saying, when Laura said there was something that she hated about me and my obsession with comics, this guy's just like laughing my ass off. That's fucking savage. And um, he also said, Laura, you are still too good looking for Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> like, people just bust my balls. Like, why do we even do this show? People just bust on me nonstop. Uh, the guy who said that probably doesn't even have a girlfriend. Yeah. 
Yeah, he goes, happy Valentine's Day like John Carter, you fucking lunatic. <laughs> Call me a lunatic. These people are... They're... I did get some positive feedback. Uh, uh, Carrie, one of the Doc of the Dead producers, uh, wrote a nice note on Laura's Facebook that uh, we should take our, our, our act on the road. She likes seeing the two of us together doing our, doing our show. Um, no, I think Laura's hilarious. Uh, I got to leave for, you know what? This is what she wants to do, Johnny. So I, uh, next week I have a guest, Mark Weber. He was supposed to be our, my guest today, but he uh, had a family emergency. He's got to be there next week. He played Stephen Stills in, um, in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and he's got a new movie out called The End of Love, which is on, um, on uh, VOD right now. You guys should check it out. And, uh, and so he's got to be there next week. And then the week after that, I'll be at South by Southwest in Austin. And I don't think we can do, like, a remote, hey, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm in Austin right now. <laughs> hey, guys, how's it going? Like, I don't, I don't know about doing that. But I, Laura said, why don't I host the week of South, that you're in South by Southwest? Why don't I come in on Thursday and, and host that show? And I was like, what? There's never, have, there's, have, Laura have Laura do it. There's never been a Geekscape episode. Ah. There's never been a Geekscape episode that I haven't been me and my stupid big mouth uh, on the subject of the show. So, I don't know. If you guys are into it, like... She's an official geek by insertion, right? By insertion? Or association? <laughs> insertion. <laughs> insertion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's probably as extreme of a fan club as I can get. <laughs> Somebody marrying me? Uh, it's more like a hostage crisis. It's not like a marriage. It's like Laura, like... I, I'm like, Laura, you always have something in your eye when we're around other people. She's blinking for help. <laughs> like, are you all right, sweetie? <laughs> She's looking at other people just being like, meh, meh, meh. please help me. Call the police. Uh, speaking of hostage crises, I, I went to see that new Die Hard movie. Oh, yeah. We went to see the new Die Hard. Have you seen this thing, Johnny? I have not. <laughs> we went to see the new Die Hard movie. It felt like I was in a hostage situation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is the most accurate Die Hard movie. When I thought about it, I was like, you know what? That was the most accurate Die Hard movie because you felt like you were held hostage watching that thing. It made... Almost very little sense. Like, it has a very thin through line. Yeah. And supposedly they took a script that was pre-existing, and they were like, you know what? Here's an action script. Action script with barcode, a generic action script. And, you know, let's just make it into a Die Hard film. And it really kind of erodes the Die Hard brand. Because Die Hard has two good movies. This guy, number one and number one, three. And three, yeah, yeah. And then the PG-13 one with Timothy Oliphant, you can kind of forgive that one. It's okay. It's loud. It's got him versus a jet on a freeway, sure. And number two, you know what? I'm going to say number two is all right because it's got John Amos in it. And he played uh, McDowell yeah. from Coming to America. Yeah. But he gets sucked into a plane engine. So that one's fine, too. <laughs> um, but this movie, the, the one saving grace is, you know, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in it for ten minutes because she played the daughter in number four. So there's a little bit of continuity. And I'm watching this movie, and it's not making a whole lot of sense, right? Like, they got a, there's a plutonium plot, but then the credits roll. You don't know where the plutonium ended up. Like, <laughs> they just kind of forgot about that. Oh, okay. They bust their asses, like, shooting through this building. And then, then other scenes, they just walk up. And, like, they don't have to fight anybody, oh. even though there's a ton of bad guys around. Uh -huh. and, so, and you're just watching this, and you're like, man, this is, this is nonsense. Yeah. Um, but the action was good, right? The action's fine. But you, oh, it's the, fine. The, the action's a given. There's a car chase where he's just murdering people. There's a oh. there's a car chase. I I don't think GTA can can do these car chases. This yeah, yeah. car chase at the beginning of the movie, if you're gonna watch the movie, it's just senseless, like like slaughter on the freeway in the middle of Moscow. Like he is just murdering people yeah. with a car. And, and and there's three cars involved. One's like a tank. 
The other one's a giant van. He's just murdering people on the freeway, just killing people. And I'm sitting here going, you know what? If the moral of every Die Hard movie is that John McClane has to make more time for family, right? <laughs> he has to appreciate family. Is that not the moral of every Die Hard yeah, movie? Yeah, like the first yeah. one, he's like, oh, man, I had to make more time for my wife. She, let, You know what I mean? Like we're estranged. You know, the fourth one is the daughter got wrapped up in something because he wasn't paying enough attention. This one, he has got a whole thing with his son going on. I'm like, dude. If every Die Hard movie is about you learning to appreciate your family more, <laughs> why are you murdering other people and just destroying families? He's just killing people. I'm like, you know how many families you've destroyed so you can learn to appreciate yours? And let's not end there, okay? John McClane has busted his ass for five movies. Yeah. The last few, the last two have been to rescue the kids. Where the fuck is that wife? <laughs> She's sitting on her ass. Why doesn't she show up and start plugging some bullets into people? She doesn't do anything. When a hostage crisis happens and their kids are involved, I'll let you handle it, honey. What is that? What is that? She doesn't even show up. You don't even have a, a scene where it's like, hey, sweetie, I got to go to Russia, take care of a little thing with her son. You don't even get that. You don't get it. Like, she's non-existent. I saved you from Hans Gruber's. So you could just disappear for the next four movies. Like, what? It's the most thankless woman I could think of. Thanks for saving me from those German terrorists back in the late 80s. I'm now not going to be a part of your life, but thanks for that. Like, what is that? I'm going off. I'm going off. You know what? I, I want to go off on something. And, and, and I was talking to Sean Madden about it earlier because, like, literally just now I was talking to Sean about it. And it's Orson Scott Card and this whole homophobic thing that he's a part of. Like, like the guy is a vocal homophobe. Like, he's a vocal bigot. And we posted a story that the uh, Orson Scott Card based, it's based on his novel, Ender's Game. They're making a movie. And people might boycott the movie. The movie may have problems getting released, even though it's got Harrison Ford and a ton of stars and Roberto Orsi involved. It might have a problem coming out because he's been such a strong, you know, uh, anti-homophobe and so, so vocal with his bigotry. And people are like, man, that sucks. Why wouldn't you go see a movie? Let me tell you, fuck that guy. Fuck Orson Scott Card, honestly. If you like him because he's a sci-fi author, go read something else, okay? Have you, Isaac Asimov. Go read an Isaac Asimov book. Go read a Robert Heinlein book. Go read a Richard Matheson book. Those guys are great authors, okay? They don't go out and start acting like assholes in public, and you don't have to celebrate them. Are you so starved as a geek for good content that you're like, yep, he's a dick, but I'll read it. Because what else is there? I'll go see the movie because what else is there, even though he's an asshole? You need to stand for something. All right? Like, you honestly have to make a stand and be like, you know what? No. You can't separate somebody's personality, like mine. You can't separate some, somebody's character flaws from the things that they create. Yes, he's an incredibly talented person. But go through history. A lot of assholes in history have been incredibly talented people. That's how we found out about them. That is how they rose through the ranks is by being talented people. It doesn't mean you keep having to say you, you can join their fan club. Being talented doesn't mean you have to join their fan club if they turn out to be an asshole. I can't support Orson Scott Card. He, he's gone too far with this negativity and, 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 and this anti-homophobic stuff. It's negative. It's awful. It's a bad message. And then you're sitting there going, okay, well, if he writes a comic book, I'll read it. If there's a movie based on his stuff, which is... He is writing the comic yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to read it. It, it. I mean, he wrote like an Iron Man. I wasn't going to read it. No, he, DC Comics. I've got it pulled up right here. Okay. DC Comics 
made the decision they're bringing him on and he's going to write a part of uh adventures of superman yeah it ain't gonna happen i mean i, I that that will not grace my face like the, my, these eyes yeah. will not read it and you can hate me for that but i can't but you can't delineate between somebody's character and the things that they make i'm not that big of a wet blanket where i'm like it's a comic book i gotta read it you know how many other comic books there are to read you know how many other movies there are to watch like, stand for something. Honestly, geeks, come on. We get pushed around our entire lives. People ignore us because we don't stand for anything, because we're not vocal. Stand up and be like, you know what? This guy's been a major asshole, okay? And he's, he's actively, like, a proponent for inequality. So fuck him. There are plenty of people who aren't assholes you can support. I'm not on that list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on that list, let's just say. But, again, Richard Matheson. I mean, all these people who are just incredible authors. I mean, even in the Geekscape ranks, there are Geekscapists who've published their books. You know, Richard McCumber, right? William Anderson. These are Geekscapists who are active science fiction writers. You can find their products. And they are Geekscapists. Go read one of their books, right? Go help them get over Because you know what? Austin Scott Card doesn't need your money. All right? And you're just fueling... A homophobic rant, like this rant. It's an anti—it's an anti—just stand for fucking something. You know what I mean? Like we—it it really like I can't even put words together. It angers me. Like you know what? Like you—you want to go hang out with Orson Scott Card and, and and go see a movie that's going to end up selling a lot more of his books? Go for it. I got some Hitler paintings I can sell you while you're like talent. You know? I was like, what the fuck? If you're ever miserable in your geek existence, maybe it's because you haven't stood for something. Maybe it's because you're not, you're not standing up and being loud enough. All right? Maybe you haven't defined yourself. Okay? I mean, what happened to us in high school and in middle school? We, we, were, we were so happy with being unique. We weren't going to get pushed. You know, we weren't going to get pushed around. We weren't going to change what we liked because other people thought it was unpopular. And now we're okay with being invisible because it's cool to be a geek. That's not how we got here. Okay, we got here by standing for something. You know what? You can push me into this locker as much as you want. I'm still going to read comic books because I love them. Does that make sense, Johnny? It, it, it does. It's making it does. sense. Like, you don't have to celebrate assholes just because they make a fucking movie. That, that's what I have yeah. to say. If you feel different, give me a call. I'm here at the Tanham Studios. Like, I, I, I can open up the phones on that one. What, what, are you going to go support this guy? In a movie that's going to sell no, like it's going to sell a ton of his books, bring it to a whole bunch of new readers, get him a whole bunch of new fans. Because I mean that book is old. You you read Ender's Game? I have not. It's a super talented kid. They love him. They recruit him into like he's super smart. They recruit him into a special government program, mm -hmm. and he runs a simulation where he's fighting an intergalactic war against an alien species. Mm -hmm. And then you find out it's not a, a, a simulation. It's actually the fucking war, and he won it for us. Yeah, I just spoiled it for you. Fuck Orson Scott Card. <laughs> Don't need to go and buy that now. I just totally fucking spoiled Ender's Game. Fuck it. Go read something else. Go read Robert A. Heinlein. You want a, a kid going through a training sequence? Go read Tunnel in the Sky by Robert Heinlein. The whole book is like a, uh, a, a battle royale you know, um, kind of story. I loved, I loved Tunnel in the Sky. And you watch, and you, you watch something like... Um, like, like uh, this uh, Hunger Games, it's Total Tunnel in the Sky by Robert A. Heinlein. Go read that. Go read The Running Man. All right, we got a phone call. Let's take it. This is Geekscape. You're on the air. Hello. 
hello. Is this Jonathan? <laughs> yeah, this is Jonathan. What's up, brother? Uh, nothing much. Same old cup of coffee. Hanging out. Yeah, I obviously had a couple cups. If you've been watching the show, I just went off on a bit of a rant. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's 9.15 here, so <laughs> I'm probably going to be up till 4 in the morning. Oh, but, no. Uh, so who's this? Uh, this is Derek Lindemann. I'm the director of Miss December. What do you think about that, Geekscapers? we got Derek Lindemann, the director of Miss December, available now on VOD, calling up the show. What a surprise. So, Derek, I saw your movie. I saw your movie back. Okay. I, I think I saw your movie back when it was called something else. Yeah, it used to be called uh, Calendar Girl. Uh huh. Um, but then people were getting confused with the Jason Priestley film of the same title, <laughs> and then Harold and Helen Mirren, which he's naked with the other old women. Okay. So they decided to change it. Yeah. So. No, that's a good idea. Okay, what'd you think? What do you think? Be kind. You know, no, no, no. I, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be. I, mean, I gotta be honest. So I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. And then the movie hits a point where it kicks in. Have you heard that before, Derek? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like you're that watching really you're, the point. Is okay. That, you know, we we wanted to try to do something new. Okay. That people didn't see coming. Yes, and and, and, and uh, let me you tell know, you. Either either it succeeds or it fails terribly. So that's, that's nice to know. So tell the plot of so tell this plot of the movie and don't don't spoil it because honestly, I did start watching that movie and I was like, uh, the producer Tommy Avaloni is a friend of mine and he sent me this movie. Jonathan talked about this on Geekscape, and I watched it. I was like, oh, okay, sure. And I'm like, oh, this movie's all right. Like, what the hell am I going to tell Tommy? I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of not into it. And then, and then literally, it grows on you, and it does it subtly. And then all of a sudden, you're like, wow, I'm really into this movie. I'm really into this movie. Right. I'm really, really, really that, into this movie. Whole, we're, we're going for a slow burn is, is kind of the idea. But uh, Miss December, it's about this uh, young sort of brooding 20-something post-college uh, ex-goth chick named Arian. She's played by the wonderful uh, Jensen Booker, whose uh, uh, home is right near Philadelphia where we shot the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's kind of this, this girl that never really grew up, like out of college, and all her friends, you know, and her ex-boyfriends, they all kind of grew away because, you know, they decided to get old and become 30. Right. Um, but she's kind of still hanging on. Almost, She's almost a teenager kind of thing, you know, like kind of a petulant child. <laughs> but she's very charming. And, and uh, you know, she's kind of that, that girl that... Uh, you know you shouldn't fall in love with because she's going to make your life hell. Yes. But you can't help it. Uh, and basically what happens, she's living in, in Philadelphia. She's this waitress. She's just got kind of a cut that allowed. Yes. Oh, yeah. You, that, you should have heard that, me that, yell about Orson Scott Card. She's kind of shitty dead-end. You know, she got this shitty dead-end job, you know, and working at the diner. And uh, all the while, this whole year, there's this serial killer that's kind of terrorizing Philadelphia. Every month he kills another girl, poses them like a pinup. And this goes on for 11 months and the city is gripped in fear, and that's when the movie starts. And the killer sends this taunting letter to the press, sort of pointing out who his Miss December is going to be, who the crowning achievement of his calendar is. And Ari is convinced that it's her, and most people would be terrified, but since she's so lonely and so sort of living in this dream world, uh, she's really flattered. Oh, wow. And so she decides that, you know, they, she obviously must know who it is. They know her to a T, so she kind of flirts her way through the list of suspects. Uh, pretty much fearlessly. Right, and she wants to and, be and Miss there, December. And therein lies the uh, the mystery and the horror of it all. So this killer has been killing somebody once a month, making a calendar, gets to Miss December, and she says, you know what? It'd be cool if I was Miss December. Like, I want somebody to be obsessed with me that much. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to go. That's, that's if you're going to go, you're going to go big. Now, uh, Al Snow's in the movie. What's up with that? You guys are a wrestling fan? Uh, yeah. Well, well, I mean, you know Tommy. Uh, Tommy you know, I do know he's Tommy, a fantastic yeah. producer, Tommy Avaloni, a great friend of mine. And uh, and me and all the other producers on the on the film, we kind of met 
because we're all such wrestling fans, and it kind of happened that we're all kind of making movies in this small, you know, the small sort of Philadelphia film scene, and we all just happen to be giant pro wrestling fans. And so then we kind of decided when we started making movies that we were only going to put a wrestler in our movies. That's and funny. That's, and that's Al Snow just so happened to be the lucky one this time. You're almost like the Calendar Girl uh, killer, but you're but you're like a, you guys are like the wrestling producers. Like every movie, right, you have to have a wrestler. We're, we're collecting wrestlers. And, yeah, and now yeah. there, there there might be wrestlers who are like, I hope his next movie, I am that wrestler. Not unlike the character in the movie. Um, can I offer up Paul? Right. Can I offer up my brother Paul London as a sacrifice to you? And oh yeah, why? Well, and, and you guys can put him in a movie. Oh, yeah, really? That's my brother. Tommy didn't. Tommy didn't debrief you. Tommy is already on that. Yeah, I'm sure Tommy, Tommy has a rolodex of wrestlers. All right, we'll throw Paul in there. Throw Paul in there. He would love to work with you guys. You know, especially since you guys also made a movie with Joey Fatone. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have made a couple different things. Um, you still there? No. I think I lost him. I lost him. I lost him. Uh, Derek, if you're still listening, give me a call back. Uh, what happened on the phone line? Did you hit him, Johnny? Did you do that? No. Did, you didn't do that? No. All right. Derek, I, I lost you, brother. No. I lost you all of a yeah, sudden. That's embarrassing. That's no, it's embarrassing. not embarrassing. I, I just blame Johnny Ice. That's what we do here at Toad Hop. <laughs> If something, yeah, no, you do? Yeah, that's fair. Johnny, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah, we, we just, we just uh, Tommy just directed a, a documentary followed Mick Foley around for uh, the better part of a year. Tommy just and did a Mick Foley documentary? Top Mick Foley. Dude, I, we met Mick Foley early in the years of Geekscape. We met him at a convention. He was the nicest dude. He was so cool. He, he, would, he would do bits with us. I, he was so nice. Yeah, he really is. It's like he's, uh, he's not real. Right. Like he's that, he's that nice of a guy that you wouldn't imagine he's that nice. And that's the thing. And everybody who's listening is just like, oh, I heard he's really nice. When you meet him, you will not believe he is as nice as everybody. Because everybody says that. Oh, that's mm -hmm. a really nice guy. Now, he is the nicest man walking the face of the earth right now. Yeah. He redefines nice. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. You know, if you, yeah, you, you, right? any yeah. chance that Mick Foley might, replace, might be the new pope? He wouldn't, he wouldn't be what? bad. I don't do whatever that man says. That's fine. Yeah, you know what? The wrestling fans kind of freak me out because I know my brother, but and he was always into yeah. wrestling. Like Paul was always into wrestling, and so supporting Paul, I would always go to these wrestling events. Like I, I used to come to Philly and see him in those Ring of Honor events, and um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and wrestling fans just freak me out, man. Like, what is it with you guys? You know, I, I never got into it, but wrestling fans like. <laughs> What what is it about wrestling? Can you explain it? You know what it is. It's it's the the fact that it's that it's nothing, but it's still entertaining. Like it's just there's no the fact that it's wrestling is not it's not the it's not the actual com, like competition mm -hmm. because it's all the same. It's always sure. two hours with a leg drop and it's over. And I know you can make the same argument. I know you can make the same argument for comic books, which I love. You know, it, it, it's, ne it's never going to have an ending. Spider-Man's always going to be stuck in a, in a second act. Like, it's always going to go back and exactly. forth and back and forth. But, but, but it's, it's just ceasingly entertaining. Right. And it, it went done right, and you can, now that I'm older, like before when I was a kid, you watch it, and you're just like, oh, it's, yeah, I like the new guy. Absolutely. I, like I think guy. we all did that, yeah. But now when you see it as adults who are, 
like actors who can hold a giant crowd in the palm of their hand with something that they've seen a thousand times over. Right. There, there's, a, there's artistry in that. And, and that's kind of, I, I like, I kind of like to, like to write and direct as if it's a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. But just because it kind of goes back and forth. A lot of Shakespeare's like that. Like Shakespeare now is considered to be like, you know, the greatest plays ever written. But at the time, they were like, they were the Michael Bay blockbusters <laughs> of the time. Like they right. appealed to the masses. And it was over the top, and it was ridiculous, and it was a soap opera. It was wrestling. Sure. And that's, that's what it is. And this is the first time. Because in... it tapped into that that idea of pure entertainment. This might be the first time in, 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 in the history of humanity that anybody's ever compared Shakespeare to wrestling, no? Uh, you know, no, I heard it from a friend of mine. I heard it from a... It's, not a, it's, not, a, it's not a bad <laughs> argument. <laughs> it's not, I it's... thought it was spot on. No, I, I don't think it's a bad argument. I mean, I've, of course, been 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 a, been a witness to it for for my entire life i mean everybody i mean i just i remember paul would have well people had like michael jordan posters or girls in bikini posters paul would still have like Shawn michaels posters on his wall and i and i'd be like all right well, he, well he's gonna grow out of it he's gonna grow out of it and then he didn't you know and, and like every i understand everybody who's a kid being into wrestling and then when they don't grow out of it it's like well what the fuck is wrong with that guy and in in, in the yeah. same in the same thing can be said about us in comic books or us about video games right. if you're like in your 30s or 40s and you're still into comics and video games and so i don't i definitely understand that i find a kinship with it, you sir it, it's the idea that like when you're a kid you're enthralled by something mm-hmm. and then like like, a lot of people tend to get away from something that they were when they were kids. Just because when you're a teenager and you're 20, you have to be contrary to the way you were. Yes. Just to prove to yourself you're growing up. But then you come <laughs> back to it with fresh eyes as an adult, and you kind of see, like, you, you admire the adult that wrote this, that really captured your imagination when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's me. That's pure entertainment across the board. Like, you kind of, you have to find that magic that you lose as a, as a teenager who knows everything. And, yeah. No, I, I don't. I do not slight you guys for embracing that whatsoever. Um, and, and again, like when Paul goes to Japan, or whenever I see a different culture's uh, appreciation of a different facet of wrestling, like in Japan, it, it's more about the athleticism and the show of it. Am I right in knowing this? And, and they clap. Like yeah, Paul, yeah, Paul, Paul yeah, says, they, Paul yeah. says, that, like they, yeah, they clap, clap yeah, and stuff. Polite, like, like a golf match. Yeah. Like a golf match, right? And I was like, man, yeah. that's weird. And Paul's like, no, it fires me up. Like it's so, it, it's so cool that these guys are, are appreciating yeah. a facet of rest of my wrestling that that I don't get in the U.S. And, and the same goes. He he just came back from London, and he's like, the same goes over there. They do, they appreciate different facets of it, and it's and it's yeah. really interesting. Uh, so Al Snow's in the movie. Kevin Smith helped you guys. Put uh, uh, distribute the movie on this VOD, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin, um, what happened was is, uh, you know, Kevin, Kevin's a fantastic guy to talk to. Yes. Because he just has this outlook on just the way things should be when it comes to, like, distribution. And because, you know, he's, he's been put through the ringer. I mean, you know, he's got a fantastic career, and he, and he won't you know, sort of ever take away anything that people have done for him, but kind of where he's at now and he kind of sees it, he's been through so much and he's just kind of like, it's really, it's a really, really vicious cycle of the system. I don't want to sound like some kind of counterculture. Sure, 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 sure. But it's, it's really hard. Like basically what happens with movies, long story short, you work really, really hard for 20 years and basically what happens for 20 years, you get screwed over like crazy and then you're in the boys club and then what happens is then you can start making your money by screwing over other people. <laughs> right. And so you pretty much have to put in 20 years in this fraternity of getting screwed over before you can actually start screwing over other people to make money. 
And so he just says, let's just do it. He wants to right. try to get rid of that. Right. Like, he, he really wants to, he feels that now's the time that you don't need a giant distribution company to, you know, put posters everywhere and do all this and, and put Super Bowl ads out so that people know your movie exists. He can tweet to two million people right now and say, hey, this movie exists. If you care, why don't you check it out? And that's his distribution strategy. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really cool thing he's doing. So, you know, Kevin got in contact with uh, uh, this great company called Phase 4, and they do a lot of uh, they do a lot of horror. They do a lot of um, uh, comedies. They do, they do a lot of really, really cool stuff, a lot of movies that you'll like that you may not see, you know, everywhere. And, uh, and Kevin thought it was a really good fit. They really wanted him to kind of handpick a few movies that he could put his name on and just sort of use his – uh, his gravitas, as it were, mm-hmm. to kind of let people know that these movies that you would, wouldn't otherwise see, you know, to let you know that they exist. And and that's kind of what he's doing. So, I mean, we pretty much, you know, we, we hold the um, uh, our destiny in our hands. You know, we didn't sell off any of our rights, which normally is how it works with that's you know, huge. distribution. You kind of sell your soul, you lose your rights. And Kevin in particular, you know, he, you know how, many, how much money has courts made worldwide? And right. He doesn't, he'll never ever, ever see a dime from it. That's ever, insane. As yeah. long as he lives. But, you know, the fact is he was made a household name from it. And that's kind of the way it used to be. Is you kind of take your licks and you make the best of it. And, you know, it's it worked for this long, but I think Kevin and a lot of people really think that, that the tide's kind of changing. And it's not going to be like that for too much longer. So they want to get on the forefront of it. And they helped you out. Where can we get the movie? Uh, you can get the movie if you go to our website. It's MissDecemberMovie.com. Mm-hmm. And you can pre-order on there. It's on Amazon. Um, should be on VOD. I know it was on Comcast for a little while, but I'm pretty sure it's in the other outlets now. It might be on iTunes reasonably soon. But MissDecemberMovie.com, uh, that's where you can find everything. Our Twitter's on there, Facebook, whatever. That's cool. That's cool, man. That's, and, that's and what's the next movie? Uh, the next movie, well, I mean, the next thing that we're working on, we, we got a couple movies out there. If you go to the web, if you go to MissDecemberMovie, there's links to all our other movies that you can buy that are done. But, you know, the next thing is the thing that Tommy was directing. We did a documentary uh, that Tommy directed and I produced, uh, where we um, followed a bunch of uh, real bearded Santa Clauses <laughs> and kind of what it's what it's like for them in the off season. So, so I'm guessing one those, it's one of those things you don't really ever think about. But it's yes. kind of interesting to yes. see. You know, you see a real bearded Santa Claus at Christmas, but that guy's got to go grocery shopping in July. What's that like? Yeah, that's a that's a great idea for a documentary. That's cool, yeah, man. Yeah, well done. We that's. That was our last year. Me and Tommy, we were flying all over the place and following around a bunch of Santas, and now we're going to take a year to edit it, and that should be out next year. But that's kind of what we're doing now. Well, that's awesome, man. Listen, I'm going to let you go. we got to run a spot break. Uh, thank you for calling oh. in. Miss December, throw me that URL again. That's com. Thank you so much for calling in. Let me just double-check that access. <laughs> I mean, let, me just, let me just type that into my thing, because okay. Tommy's going to kill me if I don't Tommy's gonna kill double-check you. this. Listen, I always do that. I always do the interviews, and it's never, and I always get it wrong, but it is indeed MissDecemberMovie.com. Dude, thank you so much. Geekscape is go support it. Go pick it up. Kevin Smith's got, it got Kevin Smith's endorsement. So why don't you go and pick it up for yourself? Uh, thank you for calling in, brother. Thanks for having me, man. All right, bye. Bye. We are going to take a spot break. We're going to be right back. You're watching Geekscape. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. 
to leave your house to shop? To crawl through traffic to the mall? Just to find the thing you wanted? Isn't even there at all? Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home in style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's a breeze. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphones. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff. System 2. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording you? Oh! Feeling down, depressed, just don't feel like getting out of the house anymore? We'll do it anyway. Sounds like it's time. Ticketstime.com, that is. Ticketstime.com has tickets for sports, concerts, and theater just waiting for you to buy. Did your favorite concert sell out? We have tickets at Ticketstime.com. Did you miss your favorite team's last game? Don't miss the next one. Log on to Ticketstime.com. Is there a play you've been dying to see but haven't had the time? Well, make the time at Ticketstime.com. Everyone needs some relaxation time, so remember to make some time at Ticketstime.com. What's up, Toad Hop? This is Paul Preston, host of The Movie Guys. I want to tell you about The Movie Guys Live. It's a radio show full of comedy, commentary, sketches, and more as we poke fun at Hollywood. For example, you ever notice how a lot of movies nowadays have the same music in their previews? I think I've come up with something. My brain is skipping time. I'm not sure I'm following you, man. Yeah, that was three different movies. So check out The Movie Guys Live Thursdays at 7, but if you miss us live, we're immediately archived for your pleasure at toadopnetwork.com and iTunes. Stop it. Is that hunk of junk you call a car always breaking down and leaving you in the dust? Log on to Dyson-Motors.com and check out Dyson's full inventory online. With hundreds of quality cars in stock of all makes and models, you can find the next car of your dreams in minutes. And know you're getting super low pricing. Purchase a car today from Dyson Motors and receive a year of free oil changes. Bad credit? Worried about financing? Log on and get pre-approved in seconds. Go to Dyson-Motors.com and find your new car today. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Welcome back to Geekscape. Let me tell you, if you're not checking out Geekscape.net, you're missing out on major news. Uh, I just checked the site at the spot break to find out that Megan Fox has been cast as April O'Neil in Michael Bay's Teenage Ninja Turtles movie. I, I didn't. I didn't have. Chance, I just saw the headline. I didn't have a chance to actually read the piece, but I. I mean, that's got to be like troll baiting, right? Like they're not really going to do that. They're not really going to make Megan Fox April O'Neil in the next turn. Like fuck, I can't even say it. It's so crazy. I thought, I thought they had like a the Bay Fox didn't get along kind of a thing. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's what I thought. I thought they were fighting. Yeah, they were fighting. But now he's casting her. I don't know. Is April O'Neil. Whoa, geeks, I think that was made just to piss you guys off. Uh, let's take a quick phone call, and then uh, we'll keep going. Um, 484, you're on with Geekscape. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, who's this? Uh, I like how everybody just assumes I know who Kelly. they are. Who's this? This is Matt Kelly. Oh, Matt Kelly. You didn't call for him a 215, so I didn't know who you was. <laughs> I don't have a 215. 
I know, I know. You live in Philly, but you don't have a Philly. You, you live in Philly, but don't have a Philly area code. Uh, Matt Kelly's on the phone. Uh, Saint Mort on the website. Uh, also the host of the yearly Saint Mort show. Uh, they, they put out an episode once every like twelve months. When are you going to do a new Saint Mort episode? Yeah, just put them up, buddy. Uh, so, Matt, what's going on in your world? Well, so Valentine's Day recently happened. I, I yeah, did you watch? To uh, call in because I was busy weeping. What happened um, on Valentine's Day? Was it any worse than guy than, than guys? There was, there was nothing happening on Valentine's okay. Day. Okay, hence the weeping. But did you uh, listen to Guy Woodbrush call in and cry? ChristianMingle.com. <laughs> of all the sites, she didn't. It wasn't okay, Cupid. It wasn't like it, it was like a specific. I want you to be with Christian girls. Pretty much, and then like we got into a huge fight over this. Like I understand she's she's you know she's a mom. She's she's married because it's been a yeah, did you give the site a you know what Matt? Matt, you were quick to judge. Did you give the site a chance? I did give the site a chance. I, I perused to fill all of my different Christian options. Um was there a nice girl? For Valentine's Day, for, for Valentine's Day, Matt, I signed you up for this thing where you could look at pictures of girls. <laughs> you can't actually talk to them. So it's basically, she's like, she's like, I signed you up for it. So she didn't okay, offer for Matt. So she didn't offer to pay the twenty five dollars. I'm not gonna have my mom pay twenty five dollars a month for me to maybe date a Christian girl. <laughs> so she signed you up for a digital version of high school. You can look at the girls but can't talk to them. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that your Valentine's Day was almost as bad as Guy Woodbrush's. 
That's awful. Yeah, I'm not going to be as bad as guys. Oh man, you heard that phone call last week? It was, it was, it was sad. I'm, I'm sorry, guy. I, mean, I, I, I felt so bad for the guy. I felt so bad for the dude that, like, I was like, I can't get him off the air. Like, I can't hang up on him. Like, I can't, I can't let him go because I didn't want him to be like, I didn't want him to be like, bye, Geekscape. I didn't want him to be like, bye, Geekscape shotgun blast. Like, <laughs> I was freaking out. Uh, so. So Matt, Matt, listen. What's really weird about you calling is that we actually got a new sponsor on Geekscape. Like Johnny, Johnny, uh, Johnny told me I had to run a couple new ads on Geekscape, uh, and so I have to play these. Yeah. Okay. And what's really funny, as you'll see, is we have these ads right here, and they pertain to your story. We just got this new ad for a new product, and uh, they're paying good, right? They're paying oh, good. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll play them. I'll play them. Uh, hold on while I play these ads. All right, Matt. Here, here's the first one. I think it pertains to your story. Here's one. Other sites have put the ooh and Jew in the licking Catholic. Now it's our turn to put the in in Christian. Put the in in Christian. Christiansingles.com. Christiansingles.com. Wow. That, uh, I think that's a little, it's a little risque right there. Christians, like, okay, all right. They're paying us a buttload. They're paying us a lot? Okay, here, here's the second one. All right, let's try this one. While you wait for the second coming... You could be coming right now. Turn your Ash Wednesday into Ass Wednesday. Ass Wednesday. ChristianSingles.com. Whoa. Is that your voice, Johnny? No, no, uh, no, no, okay. no, no. I did not do that. Yeah. All right. All right. Wait, 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 Matt, 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 we got, we got a third one. Johnny, Johnny's making me play this third one. Here we go. Here we go. He parted the seas so you could part her legs. And on the eighth day, he said... Let the fucking begin. <laughs> ChristianSingles.com. ChristianSingles.com. The fucking Johnny, you thought this was an appropriate ad to, to play on the show? All right. I mean, it is coming. Or it, it has come. The fucking okay. <laughs> The fucking Okay, well, all right. Well, uh, it's paying the bills, Matt. So, uh, Matt. I hope you feel better. I'm sorry to hear, but, uh, you know, pay the $25. See if maybe there's some love around the corner. You know, you never know, buddy. I, I, it sounds like I've got a better chance at ChristianSingles.com than I do with Christian You should sign up for this. Maybe, you should sign up for this. Maybe maybe, maybe the fucking is just right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just get the fucking going. All right, pal? All right. How funny is it if there actually is a ChristianSingles.com, by the way? There are sponsor, Matt. Don't doubt the Lord. Uh, I'll talk to you later, buddy. Wow. Really with those ads, Johnny? Really with those ads? Does Frank know about this? He's going to find out. All right. All right. Um, I want to talk about the PS4. Did you guys see this, this press conference that happened yesterday? Sony had their big press conference to announce the PlayStation 4, and they started the press conference off with the Vita, which is kind of a black eye right now for Sony. Um, we're going to talk about the PlayStation 4. Let me take a couple more calls, and then I want to talk about this new system, which I think is – I got my thoughts about it, plus or minus. All right, 714, you are on with Geekscape. Hello? Hello, Master of Silence. See, that's what happens, man. You run a, a geek site, and all of a sudden it's like, it's like, it's like Mutantsville. Like they, they don't know how to answer the phone. All right, we're going to talk about the PS4. Here we go. Geekscape, you're Hello? on the you're on the line. Who is this? Is this Shane? This this is in fact Shane O'Hare. Shane, what do you think about? Did you hear those ads from the Christian singles? Like, what was that? I 
I'm, I'm already signed up. <laughs> He's ready to mingle. He's ready to part the sea. That's great. Yeah, um, you know, I'll, pick, I'll pick any religion that can uh, guarantee me some booty. You know what, what, what? What's funny is uh, Johnny Ice just bought himself a new uh, a new Audi with the with the Christian singles money. So that's that's that. I, I'm got seeing fish on the back. I'm seeing none of it. He's got the Jesus fish on the back, right? Um, so we do love our Christians here. Christian singles dog. I, I don't know. I, I'm saying that URL. I don't know if it actually exists. I just think that uh, if you want a chance with Matt Kelly, you got to go to ChristianMingle.com. Um, so Shane, let's talk about the PS4. What's going on? You saw the full press conference. You posted about it on the website. Uh, what are your thoughts about the the PlayStation 4 which is coming out this next Christmas? Um, I'm I'm very excited, very very excited. Um, and uh, I'll say right now, this is probably going to be the first PlayStation I'll ever buy, just because of what they're going with the hardware. Like they're, they're, what they're trying to promise with the graphics and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I think it's going to be really, really exciting. But the PS3 is such an awesome machine. Like, I, I've been playing my PS3 religiously. I've got that Nino Kuni game, and I'm addicted to it. If I have 30 minutes to myself, I'm grinding. It's a JRPG, so there's a lot of grinding involved. But I'm loving that game, and I'm playing the hell out of it. I didn't think that the PS3 was at the end of its lifeline. What's the story? Why come out with the PS4? What are the features, and how is it different than the PS3, which is already probably the most souped-up system on the market already? Um, the the biggest change over the PS3 is that um, the PS4 is going to have mostly standard computer parts on the inside. They're going to go with uh, a 32-bit processor, an x86 processor, which is like very similar to what the PS2 had. And the one thing that that's going to prove better over the, the cell processor that was in the PS3 is that it's easier to develop on. You can make your games easier. Um, because it's it's standard equipment. I mean, you have you probably have like two computers in in the studio right now that mm-hmm. are both x86, um, and it's just it's going to make it easier for developers to make the games that they want. Okay, so that's the reason we had a whole flood of PS2 games is because people could basically develop those games with a standard computer hardware, and they knew how to code to it. Yeah. But when they got to the PS3, they had to work around. Had, is that why is that why games like Metal Gear took forever for Metal Gear Four to come out? And, and things like that yeah. because they had to figure out how to it, use it, the hardware? It, um, yeah, because uh, the cell processor is based off of the power PC, which is the old Macintosh processor. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that, that until they went to the Intel, you could say the Mac was basically useless for, for consumers. Right. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, uh, Metal Gear had to get uh, – and they had to get uh, completely redone at one point. But um, – so, it's, it's the PS3 is still very powerful. It's a very powerful machine. But the but PS4 is going to have a ton of games because everybody's going to be able to develop on it. So you're going to, I mean, they're yeah. going to they're going to win because right now the Wii U is a new piece of hardware. You have to develop for the for the the tablet. You also have to develop for the system. It's a whole new thing. Developers are having a tough time uh, developing for it, even though they are going to get watchdogs. The PS4 is going to take over because everybody's going to be able to develop for them easily. Yeah, I, and I, I'm I'm really serious, stoked about that. Um, the the one thing that's interesting that they brought up at the press conference was is that they're doing um, uh, kind of like an Xbox Smart Glass thing where you can get the, the app for your smartphone or your tablet, and they showed um, it um, it running on a Vita, and okay. it's basically um, going to let you do what the Wii U tablet is. Okay, so, so what, you can do it from an iPad. On it. So from an iPad, yeah, yeah, from an iPad, you could you could do things on the screen for, with the PS4. Yeah, 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 and uh, it's going to let you 
play your game uh, so you can turn the TV off and have the, the PS4 be a server to your uh, device. So I think that's actually pretty good because if the PS4 and the Wii U both utilize a similar feature, yes. you're going you're gonna to see more games on both consoles that, um, that are going to uh, utilize it. What are the chances that a game that's coming out in the fall that we're all looking forward to, Grand Theft Auto 4, what are, or 5, Grand Theft Auto 5, what are the chances that Grand Theft Auto 5 just waits to be a launch title for the PS4? Is that still going to be a PS3 game? Um, it, it's definitely going to be a PS3 game. Uh, it's going to be, be a, Xbox 360. Could it be a Twilight Princess um, situation where you have a PS3 version and a PS4 version within the same window? I, uh, what are the I insiders telling us, Shane? Uh, watch, yeah, well, Watch Dogs um, is going to be like that, too. Somebody at GameStop leaked uh, some of the pre-order stuff for Watch Dogs, and it says um, PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 on it. And then Xbox and the Wii U is getting it. Um, the, yeah. the, the big thing, like, the games all looked great and stuff, but the, what I, my disappointment is I want to see what The Last Guardian, when is that coming out? I mean, after Eco, Shadow of the Colossus, those were, like the, those were console like, sellers for me. I bought, I bought a PS2 because of GTA. I bought, uh, I bought the PS3 because of, uh, because of what was the console seller for that? Probably God of War 3. Um, but. Yeah. This would be the console seller for me. Would be if Last Guardian came out for the PS4 because I want to. I mean, it's been years since Shadows of the Colossus came out. Yeah, no yeah. News. Um, they, um, the game kind of just disappeared for like the last year and a half. Um, and very recently, like a couple of weeks ago, um, actually we put this up on the on Geekscape. The, the developer of um, the Last Guardian said, "Hey guys, don't worry. We have moved to the PS4. It's it's still going to come out, but we had to." To, to change platforms. So that um, is when I buy up. it. That's when I'm buying the PS4. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have confirmed it, and everyone expected uh, something to be at um, at uh, the conference, like right. uh, you know how like Bill Gates does. Oh, one more thing. Watch this. Everyone was expecting that, um, and I was. I frankly was let down that we didn't say anything about Last Guardian. But you know, at least it's going to come out. Uh, maybe E3s. Yeah. E3s are on the corner. E3s in May. Or early June, we're going to yeah. go to that. So hopefully, uh, hopefully yeah. we get some news there. Uh, and the games looked good. I know there was a kart game. I thought that was cool. The the racing game. Um, yeah. The music game looked as lame as every music game has ever looked in the history of games. Yeah, I was I was literally screaming, uh, "It's we, it's we music all over again." Yeah, like, it, it was the lamest part of the presentation. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, the the car game driving club um, seems pretty interesting to me. I'm I, I'm a big car guy. I love Top Gear. Um, and the thing that the, the developer was talking about is that it's all first person. So you can be first person like a dude in a parking lot. Right. You can go up to the car. You can open up the hood. You can look at the engine. You can get in, uh, like, you know, start the car, put on your seatbelt, you know, do all do all the, the, all the stuff that's tedious and boring about real driving <laughs> you can do in the game. <laughs> yeah, let's turn on the air conditioner. <laughs> I, can't wait, I can't wait to play that game where I turn the air conditioner on in my car. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, well, Whenever I turn the air conditioner on in my car, it's boring. But when you do it with a $1.2 million supercar, it's, it's an adventure. So, so that's the car that Johnny uh, just bought yeah. with the Christian Singles money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so Shane, uh, you're going to keep posting about the PS4 on the site because I'm telling yeah. you to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm going I'm to try to do a wrap-up. Um, I'm, I'm really disappointed with their, their pushing for uh, social. They're trying to make everything social. Like People can watch your games. They want to connect with Facebook. Um, right. And a lot of these games, like the game from Bungie and the game from Drive Club, 
all centered around social. Destiny looks like, great. I I I think it's 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 gonna for people that don't uh, have internet access, don't play online that much, don't have broadband, or people that just don't like those type of uh, games. I think that this console might be not the right run for them. Right. If, if the whole thing is centered around the cloud, because uh, there's like three or four new cloud systems that are coming out for it, I think um, they're going to get a little disappointed. Well, Shane, keep in mind that uh, social might not be the word that uh, would draw you in, considering you're living in bumfuck Alaska. Yeah, well, social up here is me hanging out with a couple of uh, brown bears. Uh, <laughs> back, so. um, buddy, I'm going to let you go. we got a couple more callers. Thanks for calling in and giving us a report right. on the PS4, buddy. I'll see you on the site. I'm yep, looking no forward problem. to your recap. Bye, man. All right, let's take a couple more callers and let's get out of here. All right, thanks for watching this far. 714, you are finally on with Geekscape. Sorry about the um, dropped call earlier. It's quite all right, John. How's it going? It's your long-lost writer, Scott. Hey, Scott, how are you? Scott, you're not at work right now? Uh, no, I finally got off. Dude, I'm glad you could catch the show, man. Uh, yeah, I got it when you're uh, the Orson Scott. Scott Card piece. Yeah, what do you got to say about that? Oh, uh, that's some bullshit. I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, him writing is bullshit. Um, dude's entitled to his opinion, but he doesn't need to use his celebrity to get that opinion out there. I think. I think that. I think it's an endangerment. Like, not that we aren't looking for people. It's it's not like one of those. I don't think that. I I welcome everybody's opinion. I welcome everybody's freedom of speech. That's not what I'm saying. He has the freedom of speech. We also have the freedom of speech, and we can exercise that speech by saying, you know what? F you. I'm not going to help put more money in your pocket so you can continue to perpetuate this 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 attitude. It's it, you know it it's 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 uh it's bigotry. Oh, yeah, no, I totally agree with him. I won't be reading the book. Like, You're going to go see the movie? Time, I was like, well, I don't want to read that book. And I won't be seeing uh, the Ender's Game movie. I just don't think, you know, and it, it, it stinks because we are fans of Harrison Ford, Roberto Ursi, the people involved in the movie. But if it sells more books for a guy who's just going to use that money from the book sales to continue to, to push the, like, that kind of agenda, I think that we're doing harm. I, I actually believe that. Like, the, I don't know. It, it, I, it's, it's good that you, I mean... It's good to get your opinion, Scott. Even though you agree with me, uh, I, 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 I mean, you can call and disagree with me. You can do that. You know, Johnny Ice is over there just being like, "I hate them. I hate them and everything they stand for." I'm kidding. Plus, what am I? I don't want to read another Superman book. Superman sucks as it is, anyways. The Superman books at DC are bad. I got to tell you though, uh, I finished Gang, the 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 Throne of Atlantis. Uh, at, that finished in the in this week's Justice League of Amer uh, Justice League title. I liked it. I liked it. it, it did, see, it's been pretty good. I they did a good job of wrapping it up. Every couple of weeks now. And then at the end of the book, they introduced the new JSAs uh, or Justice League of America. So I'm glad that I didn't just uh, read the Justice League of America, which also came out this week. I read the Justice League that segues into it. So that was awesome. Um, comics have kicked ass. Uh, if you're reading Marvel, I think Marvel's really good. I love the Mark Wade, Leno Francis, really you. Dude, the Hulk yeah, book is Mark so Wade damn is good. Like Daredevil and Hulk. Awesome. I'm on board with both the of those. only qual it, the only qualm I have right now with Marvel is that Avengers book. That I love the Avengers book. I love the Illuminati stuff. I love that they're putting together the Infinity Gems and getting the Infinity Gauntlet put together because you know it's going to lead into that big crossover for Thanos coming up. But the fact that it's exactly like Identity Crisis in that they had to memory wipe one of their members is. Kind of like, really, guys? You're doing Identity Crisis with Captain America 
why? You couldn't figure out another way to take Cap out of the equation? Really? All right. See what happens when he disagrees with him? I'm not disagreeing with you, John. I'm just going to mind wipe me. <laughs> I would never do that to you, Scott. I would never do it to any of the geeks <laughs> gave us. Listen, I got one more phone call, and I know the show is wrapping up. Scott, thanks for calling in, and hopefully we get a, uh, ho- hopefully we get a, uh, a dissenting opinion. Uh, I hear the music, so, Scott, i got to let you go. Okay. Thanks for calling okay. and watching, buddy. Miss you on the site. I was going to take this call, 909, but I don't think we got room for it, do we, Johnny? What? We don't really got time for it. 909, sorry we didn't get to you. Call next week. we got the movie guys that are waiting to get in here. This is Geekscape. You can check out more of us on geekscape.net. we got all that news that we've been talking about here on the site and more. Uh, also, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Search for us. We're on there. My Twitter is John, at Jonathan London. Search for it, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Call in. Peace. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.